Good afternoon, everybody. It's time for the YDDL podcast again. Today is Tuesday, August 23rd. I am your commissioner and podcast host, Chris Schultzer, joined as I always am when I choose to do this recording with Mr. Alex Eifler, co-commissioner, co-host, co-everything. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, copacetic. Ha ha! cha. It's raining here. What do you got? Sunny here. It's very nice. Um, Washington, D.C., definitely hot and humid. Lots of rain. But uh, so far, not too cold. Yeah. And we're, what, like two weeks from NFL games now? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really want to, like, have to deal with, like, local Commanders fans. But given that I'm on the Baltimore side of D.C., I think they're mostly Ravens fans. I'm not sure where, if anywhere, there are Commanders fans. I assume they're... Um, you know, at golf courses right now. So like, I, I don't, I won't really be running into them. You know, I, I find that actually kind of fascinating. It's like the Ravens, how long have the Ravens actually been in Baltimore? Um, The Ravens have been in Baltimore since 96, but the, you know, before that it was obviously the Colts um, who left in uh, the early eighties. And then there was like a CFL team there Um so like there wasn't really a lot of football between the two of those, but um, I don't know that Washington has their fans. Certainly. I think more on the Virginia side than the Maryland side, but I think that there are probably some. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I'm sort of intrigued because it feels like for the better part of 25 years here, the, the commanders uh formerly a name that i won't use um have been really dreadful at least in most forms and so the fact that they've shared the geographic area with a team that moved in i i I really would not have known what to have expected just in terms of the percentage but i i guess i would wonder if the actual city of dc is still you know 90 to 100 percent commanders yeah Um, i'm not sure i mean my dad grew up in um in this area in Bethesda, he was a, you know, a Washington fan growing up. But as soon as the Ravens, as soon as the Ravens moved to Baltimore, he dropped the, you know, the Washington team very quickly and became an all in Ravens fan. Um, He had no interest in being a Washington fan anymore. And that was, you know, I think that Washington was very relevant in the eighties and nineties with Joe Gibbs and the hogs and all that. But I think since then they really haven't been relevant. Yeah, it makes sense. And their division isn't great. You know, it's the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys. None of those teams has been an absolute powerhouse. You know, we've seen a few championships, but like what? We've seen like two Giants championships and one Eagles championship? I think that's right. I mean, I know it's only one Eagles, and I think, what, it was two Eli Manning Giants, so that sounds right. Yeah, Giants lost one in 2000. Um, and I think they made it one more time in the late nineties, but, you know, but really the last time Washington was relevant was like with Doug Williams or something. Like it was, it was a while ago. Yeah. That's anyway. Right. Yeah. It's, it's been a minute since like anyone wanted to, <laughs> to do anything with the Washington football team or like commanders, whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's going to take some getting used to. Um, all right. I think we should jump in. We last spoke about three teams. If memory serves, I think we we spoke about Brophy's team, Jamie's team, 
and Steven's team. And we then <laughs> set a goal for ourselves. And that's part of why we're here today of covering all the teams in sort of a preseasony fashion. You know, do we think they're a playoff team? Not, you know, where, where, did, where are they headed overall in their dynasty trajectory? Um, you know, I did just make a trade. It, it probably makes some sense to cover Joe and I today, given that we just made that trade. All right, let's uh, cover your team first then. All right, that's fine. Uh, you want to hear about the trade first? Oh yeah, let's do the trade. Sounds good. I mean, look, I Star will tell you if we get him on at some point that I've been trying to get Michael Pittman from him for a while. Um, part of my logic in making the huge trade that I made with you was that I had a lot of young wide receivers and I didn't really know who to play. Um, and I wanted somebody a little bit more established as a wide receiver too, to, uh, to chase. So I didn't mind giving up a little bit of the young talent that could turn into something for established guys that I thought would be good. Um, and in a starting lineup. And I, I do think at this point that I've got a playoff team, but DJ Moore is better than all the wide receivers on my roster, uh, except Jamar Chase. So my thinking was, um, sacrifice, uh, one of my four, uh, quarterbacks, um, and I didn't have to give up Mac Jones to do it. Mac Jones, I believe, is the most stable of the three of Tua, Zach Wilson, and uh, um, and him, obviously. Uh, maybe and Rogers. Well, well, Rogers is the obvious play every week, so I'm not even talking about him at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, it just felt like a, a roster balancing move. Uh, I obviously am pushing the chips in more, so giving up the pick in 2024 is a lot better than giving it up in 2023. Um, and yeah, well, I think as we talk about my roster, it'll, it'll make some sense why getting a 25 year old wide receiver just makes sense for the squad. Interesting. Yeah, your team is crazy young. It's yeah. really, really young. But you know, just before we like fully look at the roster and, and maybe I'll let you drive since, uh, you know, it's not, not as fun to talk about your own team. I'll do the same for yours when, when the time comes, but, um, you know, interesting you, enough, you know, the, uh, the reach around you're talking. <laughs> DJ Moore is a guy that was included in the trade that I made with with Joe, the devastating trade that uh, included, you know, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. At that point, it was the 101, so we didn't really know it was Kyler Murray, but um, but I just got absolutely slaughtered on. So I'm I'm reacquiring one of the. Wait, how many years in a row have you had the 101? At some point, is that three years in a row? No, 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 no. Uh, one year. Uh, I did not have it two years ago, and that's why I have Jamar Chase on the roster. Remember oh, the whole thing where Shirley, despite having like many more points, got the 101. Stephen had the 102. Oh, and yeah. And you had the 103 and you got chased I, with the 103, right? That's right. That's right. The year before that, I believe, is the year that I had, uh, or maybe two years ago, uh, or three years ago, rather, I had the 101 in trade um, from like a uh, way, way previous. Oh, yeah. Year. That was that one, like the Michael Crabtree debacle. Yeah. And then I traded that pick uh, as part of a huge deal um with joe to get deshaun watson to try to chase you down in the year that you won the title so right I, I, you know, you're, you're you're making it sound like, like my rebuild lasted a lot longer than it did it was no it didn't i thought it did but it turns out yeah you're right because one of those was in trade i, I, was, I forgot about crabtree yeah the, the rebuild was two dreadful seasons two absolutely yeah. dreadful seasons yeah um and but, now i mean but coming out of that i think you've done well and i, I think trades like this Sorry to cut you off there. I think trades like this are what you need to be doing. You know, there's no reason to have as many quarterbacks as you did. The second round pick you gave up is 2024. So it's not even next year. And I think that DJ Moore is one of the more reliable wide receivers. You know, he's not lighting the world on fire um, by any means, but he's a good player. 
you know, so, I, I have him kind of, um, he's, he's kind of like a wide, he's like in dynasty, I would say not quite a wide receiver one, but he's right on the cusp and he's probably going to be more reliable than guys who are around him. Like he's surrounded by like Deontay Johnson and Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf and those types who are going to be higher highs, but lower lows. Um, I think that you're just going to get solid production out of DJ Moore every week. I think that's the goal, right? And I think with Baker there, I'm optimistic that he's going to be better than he was. The weakness of my team right now, I think, is uh, the second wide receiver. I'm not sure what to expect from Brees Hall right away. Um, I think there's a pretty... I think you mean second running back. Oh, yes. My apologies. Second running back. Yeah. Like Cam Akers um, obviously left something to be desired last year. Rashad Penny, tough to know exactly if he's healthy right now. Slash, is he going to have the lion's share of that backfield? You know, between Akers, Hall, and Penny, my hope is that I do have a startable two guys each week that will feel pretty good. But the weakness is clearly the wide receiver. Sorry, the running back room right now. Um, I, I just, do you know uh, how reliable DJ Moore has been? He, he's. Like, I think he's the only receiver in football that has 1,200 yards the last three seasons, right? Uh, he has 1,200 yards in none of the last three seasons. He's got 1,175, 1,193, and 1,157. So then it was, yeah, so then I think it was like 1,150. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be because I think Mike Evans is like, you know, missed in one of those years. But his streak goes back like seven years of 1,000-yard seasons or something, which is what it reminded me of. Uh, do you know how many touchdowns he's had in each of those seasons has DJ Moore? I'm going to guess five, five, and five. Four, four, and four. All right. Well, so that, you know. That's roughly. It's yeah. very reliable, though. Um, <laughs> the crazy thing is the <laughs> the volume has been pretty different. It was eighty seven, then sixty six, and then ninety three receptions. Somehow, regardless of the number of receptions or targets he gets, he ends up with the same number of yards. Yeah, within so, you know, like within fifty. So it's like if you have a D minus quarterback, you need eighty targets to get those numbers. <laughs> if you have a C minus quarterback. You need 70. And if you have a C plus quarterback, then you only need 65. I'm not you sure know? they've had a C plus quarterback in his tenure. Yeah. Well, like so what do you what would you call Baker then? I mean, like now that they have Well, it. this this would be, I mean, I, I think Baker Mayfield is probably a solid B minus. Like I, I think that's his game. I think I, he's I think, well, I think I think that yeah. he is go ahead. Go ahead. Spot on. You're you're spot on. B minus is right. Yeah, I, I agree. He's Andy um, Dalton with like three times as much like swag. Like it's, it is amazing how Andy Dalton he is for, for a guy with exactly opposite, like looks, attitude and charisma. He's just Andy Dalton. Yeah. All right. Let's move off of Baker. Cause he's not on my roster and I want to make sure <laughs> we go through this. Um, so like, sure. look, why don't, why don't I ask it to you this way? Like, is this a playoff team, Alex? Uh, no, it's not. You think, you think I'm out on the outside looking in? I think you are. I, I think that this is a team which is a better dynasty team than it is a redraft team, for sure. The problem is that each season is just a redraft season. It's just a whole series of those. And I think what we're looking at here is a team with a lot of boomer bust. Um, I don't fully trust Cam Akers or Brees Hall. I don't fully trust Elijah Moore. I don't fully trust Rashad Penny. And I don't fully trust Tua. And that's definitely like most of your starting lineup. 
That's a Do little you disagree hard. with any of those? I, I mean, I feel like when you have, all right, I, I'm going to say I personally prefer Jamar Chase to Justin Jefferson, though I know there's a debate, but I'm going to call oh, it. I do over, too. I, I, I also do. I, I think Chase I'm gonna is call very good, over. and I think Andrews is the the best tight end in fantasy right now. But that doesn't mean that he covers up for the rest of the starting lineup. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm I'm betting on you know at the end of the season. Of my young guys, I think three of them have emerged as top 10 at their position. I'm really not sure who they're going to be. Like, maybe it's Tua because they've surrounded him with so much. Uh, Maybe it's Elijah Moore taking a step forward. Maybe it's Brees Hall hitting the ground running. Um, Maybe it's, uh, you know, Sky Moore developing quickly. Um, like I just need some of these guys that feel like they're, uh, young and with a lot of, a lot of, you know, prospect talent, um, to step forward and, and, and become better than their current status. Yeah. I I hear, I hear that. Um, at the same time, it's statistically a better bet to bet on people who've done it before than people who've never done it. And if we're talking about your team, Cam Akers has never done it. Brees Hall's never done it. Elijah Moore's never done it. Rashad Penny's never done it. Tua's never done it. Yeah, I, I see. I see the argument against. So as we go through this, as we go through the league, you know, I think one of the things I'll ask you at the very end is, um, what six teams are the playoff teams? Yeah. Because if you're saying that this team is not, then that you're saying that there are six teams that are going to be better than this one. Yep. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree. Um, I think this one is probably fifth or sixth best. Uh, I'm not saying it's number one. It's definitely still ascending, not not ascended. Um, there is one real regret I've got that I just want to name here. And that is, you know, I, I think everybody in this league knows that I play in a few dynasty leagues. And uh, last year's draft, I did the portfolio approach and I really regret it on on one pick. Um, and that one was that at the end of the first round, I had the last pick and I took Trey Sermon, uh, over, um, uh, sorry, uh, the, the uh, Dolphins wide receiver. What's his name? Um, why am I yeah, over Waddle purely because I had zero sermons and, uh, one Waddle already. And man, was that a woeful error just a woeful woeful error because if you put waddle on this team instead of trey sermon it feels a lot better <laughs> you know? yeah i i agree with that um you know i'm not ready to put dirt on trey sermon but i am yeah i got the, i got the shovel <laughs> I, I i think i'm ready to so um <laughs> although apparently he's had a better camp this year than last year that's not saying very much but um all right, so let's look at the other side of this trade and and talk about Joe's team for a couple of minutes. You 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 game for that, or or you have anything left of to say? Of course, no, no. I, I mean, I the only thing I'd say about your your bench is that while it's young, um, if you had injuries, you'd be in some trouble here because there aren't a lot of guys who are going to be obviously productive on your bench. I think you do okay at quarterback but that might be the only position that I feel like you are covered at if you have an injury. Yeah. No, like, I, that's I, the other thing about this roster is not only is it young, not only is it relying on Rashad Penny. And I think you've been a Rashad Penny uh, enthusiast for years now, and you know how that's gone, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's razor thin in terms of your margins. 
Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. But I also feel like I've got young players that I can use to make trades, like the one that I just did, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, and you could reinforce this roster. It's just that it's going to be a much better roster in two years than it is right now. That's fair. I, I think that's a that's a good point. All right. As um, as it matures, yeah, definitely. All right, let's jump over to Joe. What team yeah, is that? so that he's, he's IRF. IRF'd. Yeah. And so let me let me take a quick crack at this one. Um, and I, you know, I I understand why he wanted to make that trade. Um, Joe's team is is interesting in that it's both incredibly old, um, in some areas, and also like really unpredictable and young in others. All right. So let me explain. Uh, Matthew Stafford. How many years would you say he's got left? Three, four. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, so but he's obviously very good for those three to four, even with this information about his arm being in trouble. I mean, uh, I think I think two is very safe. I think four is probably aggressive. Okay, so how many years do you think Derrick Henry's got left? One to five. Five? You want to say five at the high end of that? I think dude, that's he bad. that dude's a freak. Like I I I was ready to put dirt on Adrian Peterson like a like thirty times. Um, I had, I was actually not to shovel out, but I was in the process of interring him and he busted out like night of the living dead, like eight times. I'm not saying that Henry is the same type of player. I'm saying that, or has the same like mental, whatever that, um, cause I don't, I don't know if it's toughness or what, I think it's probably mental toughness that Adrian Peterson had plus a lot of children by a lot of women that he had to support. But, um, uh, I think Derrick Henry has that same kind of freakish physical talent that is really difficult to account for. Yeah. All right. So look, I think I, you, you want to delve in on any one player and and say that my argument is, is wrong. That's probably going to prove to be fine. Um, there's certainly like more ways to look at it than just one, but I'm, I'm going to just name players on this team and say back half of the career, back half of the career, back half of the career. Mm-hmm. And, and actually when I say back half, I'm going to instead say back quartile, okay? Stafford's in the back quartile. Henry, I believe, back quartile. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, back quartile, all right? Um, Melvin Gordon, back quartile. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, back quartile. Uh, maybe if he's lucky, he's, he's, he's like at the you know 67th percent of his career or whatever. Um, that's a lot of his firepower that he's counting on to stay healthy and do it one or two more times. So if you looked at it from those players, you'd say this roster is pretty old. Um, Okay. And then, you know, I think a lot of the surrounding cast leaves something to be desired. Like TJ Hawkinson never really panned out. Um, I don't know that TJ Hawkinson is like, do you know how old TJ Hawkinson is right now? I know he's still quite young, but it's like 25. I mean, at what point are we going to say like he should have done it by now? Right. I I guess he's a tight end. We got to just be patient, but it's, I mean, I'm, I have him as as like a top five dynasty tight end still. Okay, I think you might be starting to be in the minority on that, but like mm. you, you stay as your truth around. Who, who do you who do you like more than him? I don't want to make this like a tight end podcast, but all right, off off the cuff, like I mean, Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, and what maybe Pitts? Waller, Pitts, Pitts, right? I mean, Pitts is clearly number one. Yes, right? Pitts, Pitts is yes, of course. Um, so maybe you have Waller ahead of him, although Waller is like unconscionably old somehow. 
Um, Waller is 30 already. Yeah. Okay. So like, this is where it starts to get blurry for me. I, right. I, I don't, I don't personally mind right. anyone putting Hawkinson over any of the next uh, three guys I'm going to say, but I would rather have Fryermuth at this point. I think okay. that he's like, I think he's probably younger and shown a little bit more to me that like makes me feel like that's, you know, I, yeah. I, I also think there's an argument to be made for, um, uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's done it for a number of years. He's young and the Cowboys just signed him again. Uh, uh, except he's older than Hawkinson and so is Dallas Goddard. You know, both yeah. those guys are older than Hawkinson. Okay. But it's not, to me, it's again, there's, there's, it's a, it's a mix of production and age. And so like, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but I'm just, I, not... I, I get it. I'm just challenging your, your notion that Hawkinson hasn't fired. So how, how about this? If, if Hawkinson doesn't produce a top five season this year, are you prepared to lower him? I mean, honestly, at tight end right now, it's really hard to not produce a top 10 season if you're a decent player. So I think yeah, top, if, top five season, sure. But if you're just a guy who's going to be like relevant in the passing game for your team and like a top target, you're a top 10 tight end. I don't think it's a very high bar. Um, I don't think that he's going to ascend to the level of some of the other guys, but I think that he's got the physical t- talent to do it. You know, the same way that Waller had that one really good season, I think we may see a few good seasons out of Hawkinson. So, all right, I'm going to bring this back to Joe. Um, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is not I, – I, look, I'm a huge Cardinals fan. I like Kyler Murray on the field quite a bit. I just don't think he can stay there. He, he keeps getting hurt. He's so small. Um, that worries me uh, to have a team – He's really good at tall, Call of Duty, though. Yeah. Um I, I also did, you, did like, you see that by the way? Did you see the uh, the person who charted the Call of Duty release dates to his performance in games and showed that in the after the Call of Duty release, his his stats went down every time. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, can the Cardinals get any worse? It's so sad. He like, loves I- COD, and and my other favorite thing. Sorry for interrupting. My other favorite thing is when. He was giving, um, uh, what's the coach's name? Sorry, I'm blanking. Head coach, Cardinals. Oh, Kingsbury, sorry. King, Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. He was giving Kingsbury a hard time about play calling, and Kingsbury's like, you call the plays. And <laughs> and then he let uh, Murray call the plays, and the team scored like two straight touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I just enjoyed that interaction <laughs> the, the whole team is run like a high school team it's it's really awkward and there's not it really awkward. is yeah kingsbury is i mean this is why he gets fired despite having good records everywhere he goes yeah i mean he does have a way of like getting the players to feel like it's theirs and and there's something to be said for that it's just all right i'm again bringing it back to joe uh deandre <laughs> johnson uh is obviously a stud um I think Waller, we just talked about, like he's he's clearly and Johnson just got a new contract too. Yeah. So I, I think there was some question about whether he'd be re-signed. And I'm a huge um, Amon Ra fan. Like I, I think that Amon Ra, like that that was an interesting situation where he was literally the only target on the field for a couple of weeks there, but he showed he can do it. Um, I like him. So yeah, I mean they brought in a lot more. They brought in DJ Chark, they brought in Jamison Williams. Um but as you look at this roster on the whole. Like, would you agree it's got a Jekyll and Hyde component to it? Half of yeah, it. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't look like a playoff team to me. Um, I think that at any point 
Derrick Henry can go beast mode and it's going to be pretty hard to stop this team. Uh, we could see another great season out of Darren Waller. And I really don't know what to expect out of Kareem Hunt. You know, he's he's got not great either depth or starter starting like running backs. Like I think Hunt is probably a way below average starting running back for fantasy. And that's clearly his best option. Like, I don't think Melvin Gordon's a better option. I don't think Ronald Jones. I know Ronald Jones is not a better option. So I think that this team is going to have a lot of weaknesses there in that starting lineup. So then before we move off this team, should Joe be looking at selling? I mean, yeah, I I think he's already started. You know, he just sold DJ Moore to you. I don't don't think he should be looking at it. I think that he should probably continue to try to balance this team out because it's also got some young pieces to it. I would just try to get younger here. Um, But selling quarterbacks is very difficult. So, you know, selling Matthew Stafford is going to be tricky. Uh, And I think, I think Darren Waller is probably a piece you can sell if you, um, I think Henry's if, the if one he wants. He's probably a year late. I think he needs to move Henry. Yeah, that, that's, that's certainly true. Now yeah. is, is definitely the time to sell Henry. I think that one to five year window is probably correct. Right. Um, I mean, it's too, it's too wide to be precise, but it's probably correct. So we looked at two teams in the middle here and we can either keep that trend going or we can do something else. I told you as yeah, let's as, do some more borderline playoff teams. Cause we, we had that big discussion over what is and isn't a playoff team. Who's right. next Jamie. Or we already um, did Jamie. We right? already did Jamie. Uh, yeah. and I think we determined Jamie's team's pretty good. Um, we already did Brophy and we already did Steven. I, I think another one that's kind of, in my opinion, stuck in the middle. Um, and it would be a good conversation piece right now is Shirley. All right. That would be the slackers. Is that right. correct? Oh, yeah. by the way, my, my overall impression of, of Joe's team is that it doesn't have nearly enough at the top end. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 really his his most valuable asset is Deontay Johnson. And Deontay Johnson is not a huge point scorer. They've just added more competition for him in Pickens, and he lost Ben Roethlisberger. So I, I think, you know. Derrick Henry is a good player. Kyler Murray is a good player, but he doesn't have those like very top end assets. Yep. Yep. Um, all, all right. right. So do you yeah, want me ahead. to walk everyone through what Michael Shirley has, and then I'll let you drive on what you think of the team. Yeah, sure. All right. So Shirley, as a reminder to everybody had basically all the first round picks, not this year and last year, but the previous two, he also had the one Oh one last year and used it on Trevor Lawrence um he made a number of trades to sort of push the chips in so you're going to hear some names here that are are more now pieces um and the question is does he have enough so the quarterback position uh is very young very interesting joe burrow and trevor lawrence um i think that's pretty darn strong uh he needs lawrence to take a step forward but that's like from a dynasty perspective it's pretty exciting running back he's got the returning jk dobbins he's got saquon barkley um, he also has Cordell Patterson, who's a nice piece for this year. And I think he drafted somebody. Uh, he did not. He has Dearness Johnson, who I don't expect to do much this year. Um, wide receiver, I think is the strength of the team. He's got Diggs, McLaurin, T Higgins, Christian Kirk. Uh, he's got, uh, Cephas. He's got AJ Green, DJ Shark, uh, Chark. Obviously, they're not that much anymore. Uh, Robbie Anderson, and then he's got some young guys in Traylon Burks, 
Christian Watson. Um, I don't expect much from Christian Watson this year. And obviously the news on Burke so far this year has not been good. So it's a young team with some now pieces. Is this roster enough? He doesn't really have anything at tight end. I'm actually scanning the roster for a single tight end. Who is Who plays for him at tight end? Does he have one? Not that I can see. I think he has an illegal roster right now. That's fun. Okay. Uh, Michael, you need to get a tight end. <laughs> yeah, he's he'll, you're going to need one of those. I mean, I, I think I don't have a, a defense, but whatever. I'll pick one of those up. Yeah, it's we're, we're you know in the off season we we allow for for this. It's when when the weeks begin, you need to have at least one at every position. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Michael, you need a tight end. It is time, sir. Um, Alex, what do you make of this team? Is it a playoff team? Is it not a playoff team? I this is a team that is like you said, very young at quarterback, but wide receiver and running back are like right in the pocket. Um, Certainly, I think Barkley is looking at some make or break type stuff. At last year, he was healthy and bad, and he's going to have to be better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to be careful that we don't go down too many more rabbit holes here on single players because that's not the point of what we're trying to do today. But I think to call him healthy last year is really unfair. First off, he was coming off of a major knee surgery where. I think he was healthy-ish, but they were really taking it easy on him in the first four weeks. And then as soon as he got healthy, he had a freak major ankle injury. What part of that do you say is healthy? What I was saying is that he played in nearly every game. So he might not, he might have been banged up all season, but he missed only four games. And, and part of another one. So, like... He, that that might be true, but he was severely limited based on medical advice for the first four weeks of the season. He was a go, but on limited touches. I I agree with that. And you know, first two weeks he had very limited touches. Weeks three and four, he you know scored over twenty fantasy points. Got injured week five, was out until week eleven, and then from week eleven onward, he was not very good. Yeah, okay, but running backs need their ankles, and it was a pretty major ankle injury. What I'm saying is, I don't know if we are going to see the same Saquon Barkley that we saw early in his career a lot, you know, for a lot longer. I think that he is ridiculously strong. So I think that if any player can, you know, physically rehabilitate, it's going to be him because that dude works harder in the weight room than anyone else I've ever seen. Um, I think conservatively he can squat my entire house and uh, I don't think strength for him is the problem. I also think that that team is just not very good, but anyway, so I think that he and Dobbins are high floor or high ceiling, low floor running backs for this year. And he's got Corderell Patterson behind them. Who's another high ceiling, low floor running back. That said, he's, he's got a bunch of, much higher floor wide receivers. McLaurin and Diggs and T Higgins are all fairly high floor. And then he's got a couple of shots on goal with like Christian Kirk or um, I don't know, DJ Chark or Burks that you mentioned. This is a team that has a lot of potential for this year, but 
the running back situation is a little worrying. What's your take on this? I, I like his quarterbacks. I think that both those guys should continue to take steps forward, Lawrence and Burrow. What's I your take? He, I, think he's got, I think he's got the right quarterback room for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So like as, as far as like the way I like to build a team, this one's kind of fun because not only is it good now, um, and or I should say ascending now in a lot of ways, I think he's going to be able to just continually pick his moments for the foreseeable future. Uh, and that's a nice position to be in. Um, I, I think this team's a playoff team. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, th- I think that this team is a little bit better than your team right now in terms of its ability to make the playoffs. Fascinating. Okay. All right. I, I think I'm going to outscore Shirley this year. I do. Um, but I think, I think like we're, we're definitely in the same tier of like young up and coming teams. I think he's stronger at more predictable positions. Um, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets, Oh, Gus Edwards could come back too. That could be some, some quality depth for him. Yeah. But as you mentioned, he's going to have like literal slappies at tight end. So who knows? And and you're going to have Andrews. So it, that's going to be a big advantage for you. Yeah. I played golf with Shirley two weeks ago. And, and to me, it feels like if he's going to push all in, it makes sense to package a pick in one of these young guys for a good tight end. Um, and it was funny because we had just put out our previous podcast where we uh, cited the fact that Jamie currently has 19 tight ends on his roster. Uh, and, uh, and it made some sense for Shirley to go barking up Jamie's tree. I don't know if he did or, or, or didn't, but that was, um, that was the uh, house full of patio furniture. Yeah, <laughs> that was, it, that was the episode. Um, but yeah. And I think it, I think it was 19 tight ends out of the 23 roster spots. So um, yeah, the vast majority of his roster is tight ends. Um, Agree. I, I, I like, I like this team. I think this is going to be a fun team for him. I think he'll, I think he'll do well with it. Okay. All right. I'm Certainly. Gonna... I think if, if Lawrence to Kirk is a thing, his team is going to be very, very good. So I heard an interesting stat about Kirk that uh, just about like the way that defenses played against him last year. Um if he's the number one receiver on that team, I'm really worried. <laughs> that's that that's that's the that's the sum uh, the summation of of basically what I heard. Like I think he was always drawing like a safety or like a, a cornerback three in his blow up weeks, and he's just not going to see that type of coverage. Um, it, he's really going to need to depend on Trevor Lawrence being good. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't trust the the signing. Or the process behind the signing, but you know, I'm not a GM. Hopefully, they know something I don't know. Yeah, I think. Look, here's my take on Shirley. Like, I, you're saying he's playoff team. I said he's in the middle, where like I could easily see it either way. I think if Trevor Lawrence is a top twenty quarterback this year in dynasty, like just in terms of points scored, Shirley will make the playoffs. If he's not in the top twenty, I don't think he will. Fair enough. Should All we right. do? Um, should we do one more? team with kind of a middle of the like a middle of the pack type team because i think jeff might be an interesting one yeah let's do jeff uh i think jeff has still made the playoffs every single season which is really impressive this league has been in existence i believe for eight years and he has made it every time yeah no rebuilding here this he's he's been consistently good and he continues to have top drawer assets here i'll walk through this team here he's got some excellent running backs in um, Devonte, uh, Javante Williams and 
does he does he also have Austin Eckler on his bench somewhere? Or did he trade Eckler? I think he does have Eckler. Hold on, I'm looking. You just keep... I don't see yeah, he does. I don't see yeah. Eckler. Oh, he does. He's on the bench there. Yeah. So he's got he's got Williams and Eckler. He's got James Connor and he's got uh, Miles Gaskin, Antonio Gibson. Uh like in terms of players who've lost the preseason, I think it's fair to say that Antonio Gibson has lost the preseason um, without somehow getting injured. Yeah. He's got um he's he still doesn't have great quarterbacks, but he has quarterbacks who will score some points. He's got Goff and he's got Kirk Cousins. And, Derek and I Carr. think that's literally oh Derek Carr, right. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll all score points. His wide receivers are pretty good overall. He's got Devontae Adams, he's got DK Metcalf. Um, he's got let's see, what else is any good? Hunter Renfro should be okay. Yeah, um, and, Michael and, and Thomas gonna, from New Orleans. I want to have a moment here just to say that I know you don't love Jahan Dotson, but I I had a moment when Jeff was the one that drafted Dotson where I literally said out loud to my computer, of course he went to Jeff. Because I feel that Dotson is one of these guys that is so Jeff's roster where like maybe they're a little overlooked. The talent is there, but they're not even number one at what they do in their draft. And I'm not just saying wide receivers. I mean like, there are literal better route runners. Like a lot of people that I trust compared him to um, uh, to Garrett Wilson and basically said that, you know, there's a, there's a a version of this and there's a B plus version of this and Dotson's the B plus. Um, I feel that uh, if Dotson turns into something big, it just makes sense. Like in, in the exact same way that it made sense last year that Javante Williams went to this team, right? Where it was like, is he going to be a guy? I think he's probably going to be a guy. Who knows? And then Jeff just never misses in the first round. He just doesn't. And it's always the guy that like I'm overlooking, you know, whether it's Metcalf or, or Williams or, uh, or, or Dotson. So he's really done well from, from late in the first round. Oh yeah. And that's how you never have to rebuild. He also took Antonio Gibson towards that end of the first round again um, and nailed that pick. So, and Chase Claypool, I mean, like he's mm-hmm. done, he's gotten value and in his late first and, and second round picks. Yeah. I think Claypool was a, a late second. Um, cause he's, cause again, he always makes the playoffs. He's always drafting at the end of the, uh, at the round uh, still hasn't won a title yet, which I think is a bit of a, of a, of a, uh, a tragedy really. Um, because this has been the most consistent team in the league easily. In terms of the direction it's heading, I think it's hard to argue that it's heading anywhere but kind of down, though. Most of his starting lineup has had a bad offseason, or at least an offseason that will leave them with fewer points than last year. I think if you look at his top assets, uh, Javante Williams maybe takes a step forward, but, you know, at this point, they should be throwing the ball a bit more with uh, with Russell Wilson in town and they re-signed Melvin Gordon. So I think that like the bell cow thing is probably still not going to happen. Um, he's probably on the rise, though. Eckler, mm, 27 years old, has been injured quite a bit. He's probably holding serve. I don't think yeah. Devontae Adams. No, I don't think I don't think even Jeff would argue with you that the, that the news for this team has been pretty tragic right and also yeah, adam's like, changing teams is bad metcalf. And, and, and metcalf lost his quarterback and is now in yep. purgatory for two to three years like at the only player that i think you could make a case like has had great news this offseason is Derek carr oh yeah i think Derek carr is easily the biggest riser here 
Um, I don't well, actually, know. What actually, he, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm also going to throw James Conner in there, not as somebody who I expect to score better this year than last year, but there was a shot that James Conner was going to go to zero this past offseason, mm-hmm. and instead, I think he's got two to three more years. You're so, right. I think, yeah, I think Conner had a good offseason as well, but for as good an offseason as Conner had so far, I think Gibson's had his that bad an offseason. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, I think Hunter Renfro signing a new contract was pretty good for him. However, at this point, Jeff is really highly leveraged on Las Vegas. <laughs> you know what? Like going back to like, we, we, we've done four middle tier teams here and you have said, you, you believe that Michael Shirley has a roster that's going to make the playoffs. You don't mm-hmm. think that I do. You don't think that Joe does. Is this a playoff team? So this team is deeper than yours. And I think that this, like, cause this team has a, a backup who is better than any of the backups that you have at every position. Like this is a deep team, maybe the deepest team in the league. No, I think that's, that's, that's brophies. I think. Yeah, you're right. That's probably brophies, but this is a very, very deep team. I worry a little bit about all of the declining things. Like, I don't know what Michael Thomas and DK Metcalf are going to be this year or Devonte Adams. Like, I know Devontae Adams had Derek Carr as his quarterback in college, so maybe they'll rekindle their magic. But I don't. I, I think it's, you really have to squint and probably put on some really dark eyeliner to think that Derek Carr is going to be better for him than Aaron Rodgers was. Right. Like uh, Chase Claypool is probably going the wrong way in terms of bench assets. Um, but still, if, if you put a starting lineup together with his best players. You know, we're looking at Carr, Kirk Cousins, and then Javante Williams, Austin Eckler, James Conner, and then, you know, Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams. All right. So I'm going I'm like, to use it's better. It's better I'm, than yours. I'm going to use the barbecue story to talk about this team and how I feel about it. And for everybody, mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fun to talk about another league here, but I'm just going to say that Alex and I are in two leagues together. And in the other one, I compared his team to what happens if you're planning to throw a barbecue on May 31st and you've got all these fresh meats and fresh vegetables and the coleslaw pre-made from the supermarket. And then it rains horribly and you have to postpone the uh, barbecue for two weeks. And now everything is two weeks old in the fridge and you're still having everyone come over and you're like, I'm going to try to make the barbecue work with the old meat and the old slaw. And, uh, and you just know it's going to be bad. I think this roster is kind of like the expiration date on, on, uh, on all of its meat is tomorrow. You can still throw the barbecue. You can still throw the barbecue and no one's going to complain. They're not going to know the coleslaw has not going to gone, you know, sour. It's not going to have that funky, you know, almost like, uh, carbonated thing that happens (laughs) but it but it's close and he's gonna face some difficult questions i feel as the as the season goes on um this is probably you know if adams gets off on a hot start i if i had him i'd be looking to move him because i'd be nervous both based on age and based on the situation change right maybe but i think there are probably there we've had more sellers than buyers pretty much every year so far so i i think if this year is the same i think what we'll see is that jeff will be a top four team you know starting the season and and you know he'll stay in playoff contention throughout i don't think that i i think that the barbecue is still on 
Okay. The barbecue's on and you're excited to eat it. That's what you're telling me. I think it's very, I think it's safe right now and it's still got some really good stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe the ribs are, are cuspy, but they're not going to make you sick and they're going to taste just fine. Like, yeah, if it went for one more week, I wouldn't be excited about it. But, Dev- but Devontae Adams is a rack of ribs and he's looking pretty good. Okay. That, that one was awkward. <laughs> Hey, it's this is your barbecue, man. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get an invite. Yeah. Jeff, invite me to the barbecue. All right. Um all right. I think we gotta we gotta wrap up, unfortunately. So we got five teams left to cover for the last one. And if memory serves, let's see if I can do this without looking. Although let's be honest, I'm gonna have to look. Um we are going to have to do your team still. And uh and that'll be funny because we already did that once, but I never posted it. Sorry, Alex. Uh, mm-hmm. we got to do, uh, we got to do stars team. Um, we should we, do one uh, more now. Have we, did we do four this time? Uh, we did four this time. And unfortunately I'm out of time because child oh, okay. runs out for me in about, uh, five minutes. So I got to go. Uh, um, so the last one will be yours, Jesse's, um, I believe star. We still have to cover star. Um, we're going to have to do Salim. And who am I missing? Drew. Yeah. Uh, some of these we did when we did the episode that we lost. Um, yeah. That's why I, I remembered. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and for, our, for our listeners, just so they know what the heck we're talking about, like maybe sometime around April 1st, Alex and I recorded <laughs> an episode. Uh, it was about 40 minutes long and it was hilarious and everything was amazing. And then, I didn't post it. Uh, and then it got embarrassing because I didn't post it for like four days in a row. And then on the fifth day, like the news that we had talked about uh, no longer made sense because something else had happened and it just didn't make sense to post it anymore. So I apologized profusely to Alex and he mm, lost wow. faith in me. And uh, now we're just going to repeat that. Um, but uh, it also was, you know, a, a somewhat awkward conversation because we were talking a lot about Sean Watson and, and honestly, like, I'll just say, like, I still feel really icky playing a game uh, with guys that I just am so creeped out by. Um, and that's that's the that's what fantasy is. But um, oh, man, I, I feel for Browns fans having to root for him. Yeah, that's I, that's rough. Like they don't they don't deserve that. I know. I know. And, and it's just like I like I'm so glad that I traded him before any of this news broke, because I, I would not be able to root for him on my team. I just wouldn't. So um that's, and, that's you know, the beautiful thing about fantasy though is that you don't have to root for him you can root against him and then you're fully hedged i guess that's somewhat true but yeah i just i wouldn't want to roster him at this point um and i i went through a similar thing you know just sort of like i know yeah it, you, you know what this is a this is a larger topic that we don't have time for today um yeah i uh, i think that's it for now alex this was fun send me the recording yeah. i'll post it and yeah. uh Joe, good dealing with you as always. Hopefully this one goes a little bit better for me than the last one did because the last one left me in a three-year rebuild. And uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Any last thoughts, Alex? No, I'm just thinking about the coleslaw I've got in the fridge and how long it's been in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yum, yum. Talk to you all soon later. (laughs) Take it easy.